Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Bonjour. Hola. Hello. Welcome to the Normal Not Normal podcast with myself, Oliver Phelps. And me, James Phelps. Guys, thank you very much for joining us this week. We hope you're doing well and we hope that the new year is proven to be a very good one. As everyone knows, we're at this time of year when everyone's thinking about the health and all that kind of thing. New year, new start and all that kind of stuff. Um, new year, new me. One thing which I think cannot be overemphasized. If your new thing is to get healthy and you join a gym and all that stuff, that's great. But please, please, please do not be... Uh, worried or embarrassed about asking someone how to use a piece of equipment or a certain type of exercise. So there was a guy yesterday who had he hadn't been in a gym for quite a while and he pulled his back out trying to do an exercise because he just didn't ask anyone. So my bit of advice to anybody is if you're ever curious about anything like that, go and ask a trainer, go and ask anyone else that's doing an exercise and everybody should be I use the phrase should, should be very encouraging to show you what they're doing and how that exercise works for you. Yeah, I noticed something the other day, actually. So I was out in a, I went to a, a public gym because I was staying in a hotel. So I went to the gym in the hotel. And because I've got a cabin at the end of my garden where I've got like weights and some other gym equipment like that, um, I've realised that suddenly when I'm surrounded by different people, I've become a bit of a grunter. Oh, no, you're not. But weird, weird, weird guy. Now. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it came from. It just suddenly came out. We had a guy at our old gym who we used to call the screamer and everybody knew when the scream was there because if he's doing like his eighth push-up, everyone would know that it's his eighth push-up. Yeah, so two things, Oliver. One, never be a screamer in the gym. No. Two, never take advice for someone who has the pencil leg. They never train leg day. It's all about upper body. They're the, don't take advice from those people. Who looks at leg day? I know you skip it. That's why. I, don't, I, do, I do it. I do it every now and then. You lift the calf raises and then wear three-quarter shorts. Who cares? <laughs> there we are. One thing, actually, Oliver, maybe we should quickly talk about, because I know it's it's been in the public domain, um, the reunion which we shot and was released uh, earlier this year. It was a lot of fun, so just a little behind-the-scenes gossip. It was great going back to film at Leavesden for the first time in 10 years, Leavesden where we filmed all the movies. And those who have been there for the studio tour will have seen, it is very fancy nowadays. So it looks slightly different, but the heart is the same. What was quite cool, even though nobody else got to see it, is that after filming was all done, a load of us went for a meal and we had a great catch up and it was like old times. It was really, really good fun. Great to see everybody. And just to keep everybody happy, and it's true, we're all still good mates. We're all still good friends. There was... Who was there? 
there was a few, quite a few. There's like eight of us went for a meal in the hotel where we were staying, and we literally just sat around the table. We didn't eat that much food because we just kept talking. It was one of those where the the guys serving were kind of like, <clears throat> "Here's your main," and we still hadn't touched our starters yet because everyone was just so engrossed with hanging out, catching up. And I don't know about you, Oliver, but it still felt like we were all in our early twenties and not now in our thirties. Yeah, it it really did. It definitely felt like we were the still the youngsters around. Um, but as you say, but the meal itself, what we we had afterwards, which was. It was in this, this this private dining room at the hotel by the studios where we were staying. And a lot of the stuff that we spoke about was stuff what was only only people in that room would know about. And without And we're not telling what And we're not telling anyone. <laughs> uh, because there's certain things that remain within within four walls. And a lot of the anecdotes and a lot of the stuff we were talking about there definitely made us chuckle. Um, but it was it was just a nice a nice way to finish off um, a get together with everybody. Like we we'd done, as James said, we we were filming stuff in the day at the studios, um, and it was just it was just fun because I mean when we were filming it, we had no idea what it was going to look like when they they cut it all together and stuff. But just being able to film back in the Great Hall um, was really fun. It was funny filming in the burrows again however because it's now on the studio tour it was funny sitting at the weasley's breakfast table but seeing a sign you know scan this qr code to get your snapchat filter it's quite funny like seeing that type of stuff from it because we just see it a lot of us anyway see it as a set whereas other people obviously see it as this great amazing thing which of course it is but yeah just nice being able to film on that again and 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 get into the uh, the spirit of things, just get back into it. And as you say, James, it was like being back so many years ago. It was something which I didn't. I got a bit surprised by how I felt when we were filming in the Great Hall. We we're only filming in there for a little bit, but I I can remember looking around thinking I never thought I would be back in here filming, like ever. No. The last scene I no. filmed in there was um, <clears throat> well, the last scene that Fred had, and I never thought that I'd be back in there at least to, to film anything. And so that was quite a, a surreal moment, but it was really nice. It was it was cool then looking around and you see, you know, Dan over there, Tom over there, Bonnie's Bonnie and Mark are next to us. You've got Alfie and Ivana over there, Matt Lewis over there. Yep, uh, Felton's running around doing something. He, he sneaks a little camera in old Tom. So but it's like an old film thing. Anyway, bit of a camera geek. He's a camera geek, like I'm a, a, a space nerd. Anyway, we had a great time filming the reunion. It was really good fun. We really hope everyone enjoyed that. And I reckon we're going to have an unofficial reunion again because I say that that meal was just such fun to have and catch up. So I know a few of us have spoken since about it. So um, I'd say watch this space, but we probably won't tell anyone. So No, no. I think that's, (laughs) as, as I was saying earlier, it's as nice as it is doing stuff for cameras and for and for recording and stuff like that i think sometimes there's something to be said in a big when there's certainly a big collective of us like they were like eight of us that night and just just chewing the fat um as you would imagine and the best way i describe that is with a lot of people is if you ever have like a, a school reunion or a school catch-up with some friends or a university catch-up with some mates i don't mean like the whole school but i mean like you know just your core your core group that was pretty much it. The only difference is that we're talking about stuff what 
a lot of the world's population have seen um, and has got some reference to and some some relationship behind. So for us just talk about, and we were talking about all stuff like members of the crew, locations we filmed on. Um, yeah, it was, it was very funny. And uh, even if we were filming it, I mean, it was quite funny. Gary Oldman popped his head around the corner at one point as well, didn't he? To say hello to everybody. So really nice bloke. Just a normal, a normal day. <laughs> yeah, really, really nice to see him. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just great to be able to do that. But uh, anyway, we thought we'd address it. But moving on, moving on. Let's bring you guys into this episode because today, like I said, is another listener participation episode. So James, have you got a story time for us first? So the first one is from Dana from the Isle of Wight. Now, for those who don't know, the Isle of Wight is a island right off the coast of the south coast of the UK. Um, I have great memories of the Isle of Wight because I used to go to the festival there every year. In fact, my stag dude was on the Isle of Wight festival. Really fun place. And you can even get to it by a hovercraft. There you go. There's a first random fact. Anyway, Dana, she writes in and says, so I have a lot of not normal stories that really make me question many things, but I thought I would tell you the most recent one. Back in June, I met a guy on Tinder. It was the first time I'd used the dating app. Sure, Dana. Mm, And it was mm. purely because my best friend convinced me that it would be character building. (laughs) We spoke for a little while and then he asked me on a date. And as I live on the Isle of Wight and he lives in Portsmouth, which is on the mainland, he said he wanted to come here to the island for the date. We planned to go on a nice walk and have some food and some nice drink. He said he'd never used a boat to come to the island before, so I booked and paid for it and gave him clear instructions that he had to be there 15 minutes before sailing. Everything went wrong straight away. First, the window on my bus to the pier broke and it was raining, so my hair looked pretty terrible. After that, my earring broke, which seemed like another bad omen. His boat was supposed to leave at 12.47, so I messaged him at 12.45 and asked if he was on the boat, and he said, I'm just leaving my house. And I was understanding, but frustrated, because it meant that I'd be at the pier super early, and I'd have to wait there for over an hour. When he eventually arrived, he apologised and everything seemed fine, and then it started raining again. The heaviest rain I've seen in about three years. He seemed really surprised after he told me he didn't think it rained in tropical places. What? (laughs) And it was like, this is still England. Like, you can see it from the coast. Like, it's not not that far away. When we got to the pub, he said he had no money, so couldn't order me a drink, even though he had just ordered himself one. This is a couple of red flags here, Dana. Yeah. I tried to be accommodating and said, we can just order it on my phone. And then he ordered five alcoholic drinks and just kept talking about how aggressive his friends are. I'm not surprised if he's not buying any drinks. His boat Mm. back was supposed to be at 8.30 p.m. But at 4.30, he said, right, do you want to walk and wait for the boat? I was like, yeah, sure. On our way, he turned to me and said, I do actually like you, but you're a bit tall. And then proceeded to say that he thought I'd misled him by not telling him my height on Tinder, even though I'm not that tall. I'm five foot seven and he's five foot nine. I asked him, why is this an issue? And he said, it's not, but I thought you were five foot three. And I asked him why he thought that. And he said, because you have a young face. And then the conversation ended. We got to the boat terminal. He went to kiss me. I was very reluctant about considering how weird it had been and how he'd made it seem like I committed a crime by not saying my height. Needless to say, we didn't go on a second date. I think the key thing to take from this is listen to your gut. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, 
Can you invoice him? You should definitely invoice him for a couple of those drinks. Who goes on a date with that? Cheeky sud. Also, as well, Dana, I've got to be honest, if he's saying that he's worried about your height, if if he thought you were height and he's claiming to be five foot nine, guarantee that man's suddenly suffering with a lot of small man syndrome. Wouldn't want, he wouldn't want you wearing heels ever again, let's put it that way. Not to mention the fact that he'd be one of these people who'd be like, oh, I haven't got my wallet yet again. Yeah, as you, as you said, five alcoholic drinks. What is that all about? I bet he didn't offer you a cone of chips on the way home as well. Probably not. Awkward dates are funny to look back on though, aren't they? To look back on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some are terrible. I remember going on a date once and uh, all the trains were cancelled home. And it was a first date with this girl. And uh, her mum came and picked us up to go home. Terrible, yeah. terrible idea. Mm, not good, not good. I once had one where the date was okay, but there was no spark, shall we say. There was a few awkward silences and that kind of stuff. So you're kind of thinking, right, well, this will end. But I'm I'm terrible at leaving, like saying goodbye. So I literally ended it with, this was fun. Oh, we'll have to do it again. Yes, okay. Yeah. So another, I, I, did, I did follow through with another date. And then um, after that one, I made sure I was going to leave before saying we should do this again it was like thumbs up (laughs) shake the Mm. hand goodbye (laughs) coming up the next story is from Mia from Serbia who says my mother has a video of me aged five or six when I wanted to put my younger sister to sleep I'm singing her a lullaby and then I gently put a pillow over her face don't worry my mum stopped it very very quickly Wow. Well done, Mum, for being attentive and realising the danger in the situation. But also, I've got to say, Mia, you sound like it was coming from a very good place and maybe not trying to suffocate your sister, but actually just, you know, gently get her to sleep. You'd like to think anyway. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? I can't really think of anything where you and I did that. Um... Well, maybe the pillow on the face thing, but not singing each other to sleep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the next story is from Yimin. And Yimin says, here's my not normal story. Two years ago, I was studying in South Australia and my friends and I went to Cleland Wildlife Park. As you know, Australia is famous for the adorable kangaroos. The wildlife park gave us a big bag of food to feed the animals, but by the time we got to the kangaroos, we found that they'd ne- that we'd nearly run out of all the food because we'd given it to other animals. One kangaroo approached us and put his head straight in the food bag. But when he realised the food was gone, he punched me on my chest, sending me reeling backwards. Luckily, I wasn't badly hurt, but the zookeeper told us he was probably in a bad mood. God, I bet he was. <laughs> I, I can only assume 
you mean that all the other kangaroo that all the other animals had had all the other food from people and he was probably thinking right sooner or later someone's going to bring me some food do you think it wasn't the first time that that had happened that day that's what i'm saying i reckon he was hangry a hangry kangaroo yeah. is not one to be messed with lesson learned always take a little something extra if you're ever coming across a kangaroo uh, so anyway, moving on to some questions coming now. And the first one is a bit of a serious one. Uh, so, And this one comes from Caro, who says, feeling insecure is a big part of my life and I really want to overcome this. But my question for you is, have you ever felt insecure and how do you deal with it? Caro, I've got to be honest with you, yes. I think everybody feels that at some point, if not daily, but fairly, fairly often anyway. Yeah, um, I think everyone has been or everyone is in some way, shape or form insecure. So there, there are always nerves about something. It may be something which no one else has any ever recollection to. So for me, myself, I'm always insecure about my skinny wrists. See, skinny wrists. But mm. I bet no one's ever noticed that. And if they had, shush. <laughs> but it's just something. And uh, But then everyone else has their own insecurities. Now, I'm no trained doctor or anything like this. Um, but I just think that it's good to always believe in yourself and and it, i know everyone says that but you should you should always back yourself and just trust that you can do it and just apply yourself and those little insecurities will always be way outweighed by your securities is that a good way of putting it yes and also and <laughs> well no but it's true but also remember like the most successful people of all time in history going back millennia they will have all had insecurities in some way shape or form and yet they're all well known to this day. So just keep on being yourself. Keep on being the person that you know you are and that your friends and family love you for. And I would say just just keep being you. And then if you find yourself in a position or a job or something like that where you're not terribly sure if you've got all the answers or anything like that, I won't tell anyone if you won't. Just crack on until you work out what you're doing. I mean, unless you're like a neuroscientist or something like that, maybe take a step back but you know on the whole grand general grand scheme of things just keep doing your best that you can possibly do i think also could i say i know that we always talk about people's masks and you shouldn't rely on that but i was speaking to a friend of mine the other week who's a a really successful pr guy um and one of the things that he was he always tells people is if you're doing a presentation or or if you're meeting a lot of people smile even if you're not feeling great, smile. And eventually it will work. It will feed into you for even if it's that short moment that you're with people. And then eventually, and I, I can attest to this, this definitely does work for me. I always find something funny, even if I'm having a pretty rubbish day. If something's funny, I will exaggerate to myself how funny that is. And it definitely work, that was That's what works for me. So the next question is from Melanie in Sao Paulo and she says, my name is Melanie and I'm from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and I love your podcast. It's my escapism from my problems in real life. But I do have a question for you. Do you have any stunt doubles in Harry Potter? And if you did, which scenes were they? Great question. So we had a couple for certain different scenes, but the, the main stunts scenes that you remember. So a lot of stunt guys are there for not just for being thrown th you know, explosions or things like that, but literally just showing you how to move safely around a set and all that kind of stuff. But our main predominant one that's always stays in my head is in the fourth film, The Goblet of Fire, when Fred and George put their name in The Goblet of Fire, there's a scene when they get thrown back. And we rehearsed that in real life where we got flung up on a, a jerk rig, so they literally like put a um, harness on us and throw us backwards. 
And we land, we, we practiced landing and all that stuff. But they decided that they were going to have the have Fred and George land on the floor. And did you know, it's the only time the floor in the Great Hall has been changed. So it went from being the hard stone in that area to a softer stone. It, I say it, it was like a crash mat, but a crash mat that you have in, in school. So it's actually probably harder than concrete in real life. Anyway, yeah. they switched it to this and we had Gordon and we had Bradley. And first of all, it was weird because they looked more like us than we look like us. So I remember watching it, but having a bit of an out-of-body experience. And Bradley, was he playing you? Was he doing your one or my one? I can't remember. So Bradley got, well, they both went up and then ended up falling backwards. And they did this two or three times and it looked a bit oof, but they, you know, they landed okay. And then they said, we'll do it again. Went up and did it again. And Bradley actually dislocated his shoulder, his elbow when he landed. And it was very, oh, wow. And so that was the closest we came to an injury. But he still, but like the pro, he still managed to finish the scene. And when they yelled cut, that's when he was a bit, ow. That would be the main stunt guy, stunts that we had that I remember specifically. But a lot of the other stunt guys as well was when, if there's ever any dueling or anything like that, they'll be the guy showing you how to move, um, getting out the way of things. So a stunt man does a lot more than just throw himself down some stairs. Although I, I really, it's a shame that they didn't put it in the final cut, but we, would, we had the Quidditch World Cup scene when we're trying to get out or whatever and all the Death Eaters rock up and there's all and it's all fire kicking off and stuff like that. Can you remember I, they got me to push someone through a table? Yeah. Like there was there was one of the guys just hovering around there and they said, right, just throw him. So like I threw him and he went crashing through this table and it looked really cool, but he never made the... I guess they didn't think that was quite in George Weasley's character to go all Undertaker on someone. So I think it was adding the, uh, the wrestling commentary at the end of it probably didn't help. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, moving on. The next question that comes from Anastasia from Russia, who says, what was or is the craziest gift or compliment you have ever received? So, yes, so I did a, I did a video message for someone um, over a year ago. It was their birthday. And obviously, there you go. Off you send. Hope they enjoyed it. And then I got a message um, a couple of weeks ago from the person who requested just saying, just thought I'd let you know. The birthday message went down very, very well. And I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, um, but the girl whose birthday it was has recently just named her son Oliver, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, there we go. As compliments go, spot on. What about James? Top that, James. I would... Um, uh, we, we've told this one before, so apologies if you've heard it, but definitely to this day, one of the most bizarre gifts we were ever given was a bra filled with potatoes no reason given yeah that was just that was just odd though wasn't it pretty odd I think and also now with a, an older head on yeah again if you sent this why? please message and say why because it has been baffling us for about 20 years now thank you <laughs> thank you very much for those questions and those stories but now we go on to one of my favourite parts of the show the did you knows as we all know I'm a bit of a did you know fan of did you know geek so this one comes to us from Faye so she says hi fellow earthlings I'm Faye from the Philippines and I want to share something I've recent I read recently according to the book the happiness project a small child typically laughs more than 400 times each day and an adult only 17 times so did you hit that number today and if not I hope you find more reasons to laugh and to be happy <laughs> what a great great 
Did you know? 400 times a day laughing. Yeah, a kid, like a baby. But then an adult would only, on average, laugh 17 times a day. Maybe. Maybe that's right. What a great... I love that. Thank you so much for that one, Faye. Any more Did You Know Facts, Oliver? Yes, I do have a Did You Know Facts from Ida, who's writing all the way in from Sweden. And Ida says, Did you know that there are more Lego minifigures than there are people on Earth? There you are. We do now. And we've got our own ones. We do. I've got that, that upstairs, easy, actually, as well. That was easy. One of the best joys of being in Potter was having our own mini fi- Lego figures. Loved it. And they're the new ones, aren't they? So they've got, like, two on either side of their heads. Well, that actually brings up a very good fact for my Did You Know Oliver. And we hadn't even rehearsed this, but this is good. So, did you know there was a Roman god called Janus, right? Who had two faces. So you could look forward and look backwards. It was the Roman god of doors and gates. And this is why... The month of January is called January, after Janus, after looking forward, but also remembering what happened behind. That's why the first month of the year is called January, after Janus. I've never heard of a god of a gate and a door. It's a bit different to, like, the other gods that they were. Probably running out of them by that time, weren't they? Yeah, I know, but do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, that's the god of love, that's the god of war, that's the god of pride, all this, that and the other, you know, of harvest and stuff. What are you, Janus? Doors and gates. Well, did you know as well that he presided over the beginning and the end of a conflict? Who Janus did? Janus, yeah. So the door to his temple, the doors were open at the time of war and closed to mark peace. Okay. As the gods transitioned, he was remembered at births and journeys. And he was also added to travelling, trading and shipping. Very unusual of the mythology that is ancient Greek had no versions of Janus, only the Romans. Right, right. There you go. There you go. I suppose um, there wasn't really too much call for doors, was there, in ancient, ancient uh, Greece? Well, of course there would be. How would you play knock knock? Well, when did the door? When did the door become a thing? Answers to the normal address of normal not normal podcast at gmail.com. And if you don't necessarily know where the door came from. Feel free to also send in your did you knows or any other anecdotes of stories that you think everyone else would love to hear. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for all your participation this week and for this season. We're having such a great time making these shows and thank you so much for the just you guys getting involved as well. So like Oliver said, please continue to send your stories, your videos, your sound clips to normal not normal podcast at gmail.com and we'll make sure to get as many on the show as possible, including bad dates. Yes. Dana on the Isle of Wight. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully not trying to kill your sibling. Yeah, or even or even getting started on and attacked by a kangaroo. But all stories are welcome at whatever side of the spectrum they are, guys. At the end of the day, you guys make this um, such a great thing for us to be able to do, and we're so happy to be able to share in this time we have together once a week. So, guys, between now and then, if you haven't already, please feel free Feel free to subscribe, like, tell your mates, leave a good comment, whatever it is like that, as long as it's as long as it's good stuff. Um, feel free to do so. But in the meantime, I have been Oliver Phelps. I've been James Phelps, guys. Thank you again so much for listening. We do hope you're having a great start to the year. Remember, if you've got any resolutions or anything like that, keep them up. You can do this, whatever they may be. And we'll see you next week with a little interview with one of our guests. Take care, guys. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Normal, 
Normal Not Normal is a stable production.